What is up? What is up? I said, what is up? It's a gloomy day out here in uh, Wellsburg, Virginia. Looking like a lot of rain, you know. Pretty ugly outside. I don't like when it's ugly. I woke up. I was tired, man. Felt like I needed to, you know, loosen my shoulders up. Felt like I had a dream that I was, someone just kept giving me alcohol and I was just, like, drunk. (laughs) Was a little off. Had to shake it off for a little bit for, like, a few hours. Slept in a little bit too much. Uh, It felt like what happened in Boulder, Colorado... I don't know if Dion drinks. He might need one. After what happened last night, we'll get into that. We'll talk about these big college football games today. What I'm going to be watching for, key players. Uh, What I've been reading recently about certain guys uh, going into next year's draft, like Drake May, Caleb Williams, Sidor Sanders, uh, Michael Penix Jr., and his big game today against Bo Nix. I'm jumping to that. Talking about some preseason games. Uh, but this is the 23rd episode of The Analyst. I'm your boy Dubs in the building. And we got to talk about something, Colorado. Let me, t- let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tell you something. What happened last night? No, sir. Uncharacteristic. I've said this once, said it a few times during the NFL season. I said it, I said it kind of, it kind of goes together in all sports. If you got a lead on somebody, you put their foot on their necks. You beating them up. I mean, they can't do nothing. They ain't got no rhythm. They struggling. And you just, everything just flowing with ease. You doing your thing. I've seen some games where teams had to lead and they blew it. Tragically. Cardinals in the Giants game, for example. Huh? You know what happened. Uh, this game last night. This was a 1-4 team versus a 4-2 team. Stanford's 1-4 on the road facing Colorado, 4-2. I've said in previous episodes, Colorado, uh, they got some things they got to work on. They got some games they can win, you know, because they're going to have some big ones coming up, like Washington and and um, that's down the line. And uh, this game tonight, as I've always said, when it's a team is more superior than the other, and you see the scale, and you don't see that it balance out, you see it more so tipping towards the favorite, the team that's actually better, and then stuff like this happens. So the Stanford Cardinals, congratulations. You went in double OT. As you beat Colorado. Colorado has Stanford up 29 to nothing. 29 to nothing. And half. How? Now you saying how? What do you mean like how they be up, how they up 29? What? I'm saying how is they scored nothing in the first half. Donut. You were shutting that Cardinals offense down. Troy Taylor, the head coach for Stanford, he said he didn't change a thing when they were down 29-0. Dion said he felt like something was odd. With his team being up so much. Felt like something was just something ain't feel right. Something seemed 
Like they was a little complacent. They was this on cruise control. Cruise control. They just. I don't know. Some just really seemed off. Yesterday was Friday the thirteenth. Freaks come out at night, you know. This was the largest blown lead in school history. The old mark was twenty-eight, set at Kansas, November sixth, twenty ten. What happened? What is going on? So you telling me Stanford was out there struggling, not moving the ball down the field, not getting no rhythm. All of a sudden, you telling me they the Cardinals had 408 total yards or or yardage in that second half to win the game. So they only had what 115 yards total in that first half, and they and they started going crazy for 408. The Cardinals had eight straight scoring drives in the second half. 29 nothing. What? Ashton Daniels threw for 396 yards and four touchdowns. It was like that brother. He was feeling like that. Haven't haven't mentioned your name this year. Hmm. What everybody's talking about, well, I, I saw the highlight. Big the the wildest catch I've seen in a while. <laughs> Dude catches the ball. Not just like catch it. Like he caught it on the back of somebody and just turned around and walked in the end zone. Elick or Elick. I'm saying your name wrong. I'm sorry. Ayo Manor. This man broke school records last night. He didn't do nothing in the first half. He was struggling. Didn't have a catch in the first half. This man goes off. Has 13 catches. Three TDs. And 294 yards as he broke the old Stanford record by Troy Walters of 278 against UCLA in 1999. What? Colorado, you got Travis Hunter back. He's been out the last three games. He got hurt in the Colorado State game. Messed up his ribs. Y'all playing with some energy, you know. He had 13 catches for 140 yards, two touchdowns. He also had five tackles. He had to leave the game because of a late hit. Uh, he took in the end zone, and he caught the touchdown. Yeah, go to the hospital with lacerated liver. Prayers are to that young man because he's been fighting a lot this season. I don't like late hits that uh these guys are taking on him, them cheap shots. But I wish the best for him, and I hope a speedy recovery because I thought once he came back, all right, Kyle Rowe's gonna really start getting it together. And again. He's hurt, and the morale of the team drops. Uh, Shador Sanders had 40 yards passing, five TDs, and he rushed for a team leading 37 yards. Mm. Um, what were you like? I'm shocked, very shocked right now. Um, like it's it's it, it just like the only guy he was really throwing to was Ayo Mon. Ayo Manor, sorry. He was the, that was the only guy that was open. This guy carried Stanford on his back in that second half. 
It's like, yo, we're going to win this game. We're not losing. We're not losing this game. Just give me the ball. I'm the only one that's going to get open. On top of Travis having 13 for 140, Xavier Weaver had seven had seven receptions, 124 yards, 17.7 yards to catch, two touchdowns. Colorado. Um, I don't like that. 17 penalties for 127 yards, Colorado. You only possessed the ball for 25 minutes and 18 seconds. All right, was y'all thinking about just scoring too fast, or you just y'all just don't know how to turn turn it down, hit the brakes, turn the throttle on? It's like, all right, now let's control clock. We can score, but let's control clock. Cause last that right there is not uh, a team that's trying to win. Like it's like they want to score fast, they want to jump out on you quick, and they just like, oh, I'm a coast now. Stanford had the ball for 34 minutes and 42 seconds. No turnovers. Like, what, what is this? I was saying to someone last night, I said, the, I said, what holds and hurts that Colorado team is their defense gives up more than what the offense can put up. That's what kills them. Last night, Stanford had 523 total yards. Colorado only put up 523. You can't have the same, almost the same number as you're putting up and the team you're supposed to be stopping. You can't do that. Doesn't work. The reason why it won't work is because teams will know you can't stop a nosebleed. So I'ma just, I'ma just keep scoring because you're not gonna stop us. Y'all don't play defense. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. Colorado, I need you to figure it out because uh, this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Next week, you play UCLA on the road. UCLA plays defense. Last team that played defense on y'all was Oregon. Oregon, like, they put a hurting on y'all. I mean, they was scoring... And that defense was stopping everything y'all was doing. Shador, he, had, he was putting up numbers. <laughs> but he was getting sacked a lot. Then you play Oregon State at home. Oregon State plays defense too. Uh, you needed that win last night, Colorado. Those next two, you jumped to four and five. You might get six games. You might. But no telling. I mean, Arizona State. I mean, Arizona might be like five and five and three in that time span. Then you got Washington State. And then Utah. Come on up. Come on up. Washington State put some numbers. Cam Warden them. They we put up numbers. Utah puts up numbers. It's unacceptable. I don't like it. Mm. 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 Let's talk about some other key games going on today. We got the Miami Hurricanes and Tyler Van Dyke facing Drake May and the UNC Tar Heels, number 25 versus number 12. Been hearing a lot of noise about Drake May after his performance last week when he put up 400 yards passing. But even bigger noise came from that Miami game when uh, Coach Mario Cristobal wanted to run the ball went on with 30 seconds left, 38 seconds left. And, and his running back fumbles. Georgia Tech gets an easy touchdown that was behind the corner in the safety. Well, he was untouched. And they lost. This is a crucial game versus UNC. USC is undefeated. Right now, they're favored to win in the ESPN vote by 61.2%. Drake May has 1,629 yards passing, 8 TDs, 4 INTs. We got Omarion Hampton, 6'2", 
sophomore, 220 pounds out of Clayton, North Carolina. He has 88 carries on the season for 461 yards, 7 touchdowns, 5.2 yards a, a run. In the conference, he's averaging about 144 yards. Because, uh, or at least he's putting up, like, all together 144 yards total. Because uh, in the pit game, he had 66 yards. Um, and then Syracuse, he had 78 yards. The biggest game is when he played Appalachian State, and he had 234 yards. So he, he can be a big home run guy for them. Very key guy. Miami has to really stop today. They have to key in and get certain stops. What I was watching last week with Miami was a lot of, like, he would get, like, Tyler Van Dyke would snap the ball, and it's like he just didn't have a firm grasp of it, and he was, like, spinning the ball to get it to his hand, and the passes were very lazy. The routes were bad. Into zone coverage. You're throwing picks. Tyler Van Dyke got a lot to work on going into this game. He has 1,330 yards, 12 touchdowns, 4 INTs. Another running back who pay attention to in this game is for the Hurricanes. Henry Paris Jr. He's a junior, 5'10, 190 yards. Um out of Golds, Florida. He has 379 yards on the season, 4 TDs, 6.4 yards a carry. He has 48 yards in the conference, one touchdown. They could be better. This Drake May team, Drake May and this UNC team, is going to be very tough. This team is riding on a, on a high. They beat Syracuse last week, 40-7. to Drake May was 33 of 47, 70 point. Two completion percent, sent 9.4 yards a pass, three TDs. 77 yards was his longest pass. 170.3 passer rate, 85.4 QBR. If you look at his stats for the whole season, his passer rate and his QBR is very high. I'll probably say for his QBR, he's averaging, probably say like 85.2 QBR. Pass rating was about 160. He's playing well. Two 400-yard passing games. Can the Hurricanes stop that? I'm not so sure on that. I'm not so sure. I'm going to just be honest with you. I don't know if the Hurricanes are ready for this. They might be feeling that Hurricane coming to hit them. Because UNC is coming to play. They're trying to stay very high in their rankings in the ACC. Miami got to really, if if they want to make some type of claim or get somewhere um, high, in, at least in the ACC title game, or at least just to um, be a contender where they can play in a good bowl game, these type of games, they're going to have to steal away from a rival and stuff. Yes, I rock with UNC basketball team. I have a I have a Carolina hat for the Tar Heels, so I don't I don't dislike the Tar Heel football team. I just never rooted for them ever, but I do root for Drake May. He's a good quarterback, good prospect. Got good height. Um, his brother used to play for um, UNC. Got us some rings, so he has a lot to prove, but. This UNC team is very tough. Tough defensively. They're very disciplined. They don't really do too much as far as turnovers where they'll make certain mistakes. Miami's got to be playing on all centers. If they lose the game, they got to be losing by close. It can't be Drake May out there just trying to pinpoint and pick pick apart that uh, Miami defense. So it's going to be a good one. I'm going to pick UNC to win this game. I'm going to go with the favorite because uh, what I saw last week, I just didn't like out of the Hurricanes. I need better. Like I said, like if, if the Hurricanes lose close, I'll be fine fit. But if they get smacked, I don't see them ever getting back into that top 25 again this season. Another big game. We got USC and Notre Dame. Caleb Williams. Previous episodes, I mentioned... There's going to be certain games you're going to play. 
And for in order for you to be that Heisman, uh, that clear cut Heisman guy, these games are going to matter. You beat Colorado early in the season. You beat a fellow uh, um, Heisman worthy guy, Shadora Sanders, and his team. You put up big numbers. You got six TDs in that game. This one facing Notre Dame. Ooh. Ooh. You need to take this one. And here's why. They have Notre Dame in the ESPN vote to win this game by 61.8%. Now, you would think, how would people vote against USC when they're undefeated 6-0 and Notre Dame is 5-2? Well... Notre Dame just does something a little different than what USC does. See, see with USC, they're kind of like um, they're up tempo type of team. They're a team that's gonna really gonna try to put some yardage on you, and they're gonna try to score on you fast, like like a like an Oregon team, like a Washington team, Colorado team, um, Georgia team, Michigan team. They're trying to get ahead of you. Before you can even catch your breath, before you can blink your eyes, they're trying to they trying to sprint out on you. The thing with USC that I've always noticed throughout the season is like this is the first time in probably a while I, I I'm about to check to see how they were last year when he played with them, but uh. USC, um, they're they're a good team. They are, they are. Um, it's just some things they just gotta clean up. Like the thing with the Pac-12, those teams they can put up numbers on you, but then they give up stuff. They give up certain things that'll be like, ah, I'm gonna need y'all to clean that up. You know. And um, like, like they average, they put up fifty one point five points a game. It's a lot, you know. Twenty one hundred thirty one yards passing, ten point six yards a pass, three hundred fifty five point two yards a game. Right now, Caleb has twenty two TDs, one pick. Um, they got thousand nine rushing yards, six yards. A rush, 168.2 rushing yards um, a game, 17 rushing touchdowns. It's pretty impressive. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find their defensive stats. I'm not sure. Hmm. The thing with USC that they do sometimes when they play certain teams is kind of make it too close. Last three weeks, felt like they ain't had clear-cut wins. When they play Arizona State on the road, and that was a bad Arizona State defense and offense. I don't like that. That how they play. They won 42-28. When they beat Colorado, they had them up, and they walked out in there beating them by seven points, 48 to 41. At home last week against Arizona, they had to win in three overtimes. It went 43-41. It's not the time, US, USC, to be coasting in certain games or not playing at high levels. Notre Dame plays defense. Notre Dame is not going to give up certain stuff. Like, USC puts up 522.3 yards a game, but they're giving up 421.3 yards a game. Just like what I talked about with Colorado. See, with Colorado stats, their defense gives up more than the offense puts up. Just barely. Over 500-something versus putting up 520-something. It's not good. If you're USC and you want to be into that, you know, title pitcher um, discussion, the defense has to play better. 
Because Notre Dame's going to bring a defense, especially at home. It's 7.30 at night. Oh, they're going to bring a defense. They're not coming there just to, all right, let's try to keep up with you. Let's try to put up some points. No, the defense is really going to stop some stuff. Defense for Notre Dame is giving up 279.4 yards a game, 146.6 yards passing, and 132.9 passing yards a game. It's very tops. Did not even give up two, not even 150 or 175 or 200 passing yards. Even though maybe some of who they played can kind of dictate that. But with Notre Dame, they play, they play very sound. Like when they lost to Ohio State 17-14, it was a late score that had to win that game. And they only lost by three. Notre Dame doesn't make, doesn't try to defeat themselves with certain mistakes. Like, yeah, they lost last week to Louisville 33-20. to 20. Um, But they, no, they normally just... They normally just really just... They do just enough on their offense to, to win the game. Because they, they know they can trust their defense. They do just enough. And I like this Notre Dame team. Sam Hartman, early in the season. I always say this every time. NFL, NBA, whatever. When you have no blemishes, I ain't got nothing to worry about with you. You feel me? Yes, he has 1,712 yards passed on the season. 16 touchdowns, 3 INT, 74.5. QBR, that's 25th in the nation. He has a 64.5 completion percentage in the non-conference, 168.6 passer rating in the non-conference games. He doesn't make too many mistakes, like I said. They play within the system. They don't try to force things. They don't try to do nothing too crazy. They'll run the ball. They'll throw the ball. Like Audric Estime Jr., 5'11", 227 yards, running back. Out of Nyack, New York, he has 105 carries on the season, 692 yards, 7 TDs, 6.6 yards a rush. It's a good player. USC likes to play with that tempo. They like to play ahead, put up a lot of points. I think Notre Dame going to slow that down today. Defense and running the game, running the ball, they're going to try to slow it down. That's when USC got to start countering some stuff. They got to get key stops. Can't be letting Notre Dame just control clock, get easy first downs, convert third and eights. They got to, USC got to really stop some things today. And even if this is a close game, they going to need this guy, Marshawn Lloyd Jr., 5'9", 210-yard running back out of Wilmington, Delaware. He has 67 carries, 519 yards, 4 TDs, 7.7 yards of rush. This is a game where the where Caleb can't really put up the numbers he wants. Throwing, Marshawn Lloyd is going to have to help him out today. Um, and, I, and I can see that maybe Marshawn might not have the, the best game, but if he at least gets some key first downs, some key runs, they can stay in this game because I know – once that Notre Dame, if they at least get like a touchdown on them or a field goal, or at least they, they got it in a comfortable distance, the defense is going to show up. So if they can, if USC can switch it up and not try to pass it so much, because they're going to bring the heat, Notre Dame. Yes, they are. USC can win this game. I'm going to pick Notre Dame to win it at home because I like what they're doing defensively. Most teams, when they're putting up points, they don't really play defense. This is one of those teams I like because they play defense and stuff. Um, they're going to play very hard. Like I said, they are, they've got a great coach. They coaches them up well. I see Notre Dame progressing in this game, getting this key win, getting back to moving higher into the rankings, beating this USC team. USC will just take this loss. But USC got some tough, tough games going forward. So, if USC wants to win this, they're going to have to run the ball. But I see Notre Dame taking this game um, today. Let's talk about 
the marquee game of the week. The marquee game of the week in college football. This is what I've been waiting for all week. Had to get a little sippy sip. This is the game I've been waiting on. Oregon. Number eight, Oregon 5 0. Faces number seven, 8 0. Washington. Oh! Yes, sir. At 3 30. I'm going to make sure I watch this game while I'm doing my. I'm out getting this money. This is the game everybody needs to pay very, very close attention to. Right now, the ESPN vote got Oregon to win this game 55.2% of the time. Most times when I see that stuff, it's just, you know, favorites, you know, who might play better defense, you know, who might execute a little bit better than the other. This is two juggernauts right here. Mm -hmm. Two juggernauts. This Oregon team, Bo Nix, they've had only one game this season. They didn't score 40. This one. First game, they scored 81. Hawaii, they scored 55. Colorado, they put up 42. Stanford, they put up 42. The Texas Tech game, they only put up 38. All those games that they put up over 40, the other teams didn't score more than 10. Last two weeks, they only gave up six. That Oregon team is different. Different. They putting up 557.8 total yards a game. 330.6 passing, 227.2 rushing. This is like that old Oregon team. Marcus Mariota played, and they had uh, they had fast running backs. Their offense was up tempo, where they weren't giving you nothing. They was like, nah, get to the line, get to the line. We about to run the next play. That fast breaks, like Warriors offense. Chunk plays, getting first downs, getting TDs. It's Oregon team defense. Here's the, here's, here's the thing I always keep harping on and keep talking about, especially in college. NFL is a little different. If you play defense and your offense can score like that, this team is dangerous. Yes, they're dangerous. This Oregon team is only giving up. 255.6 yards a game. 153.6 passing yards. 102 rushing yards a game. It's very hard, ladies and gentlemen. But they playing my favorite quarterback in all of college football. Michael Penix Jr. It's my guy. They said that man got the comp of Tua. Drew Brees. I guess you would say accuracy. Not arm strength, because this kid got he got some strength in his arm. This is the game right here. If you looking if you looking for a statement game or a statement win to get you into that final four playoff ranking, and then I'm thinking between these two teams, they should be in the top four, because I like them a lot versus who they have in the top four right now. This is the game you need to win. I don't care if it's like, it's a lot to a little. If it's close, either or. Either or. Gotta be considered for that top four. Michael Penix Jr. has 1,990 yards, 1,900 90 yard, 9 yards passing. 16 touchdowns, 2 INTs. A 91.6 QBR. A second in the nation. Second in the nation. 
man out of Tampa Bay, Florida, senior. <laughs> NFL scout, scouts, if you want to watch a player, watch his watch his tapes. Watch how he plays today at home. He's going to put up some numbers. He's averaging a 75.4 completion percentage in the conference, a 178.8 passer rating. 667 yards in the conference for a touchdown. And it's the last, what we at, five games? Even in the game against Arizona, he didn't even do a touchdown. That's crazy. He only got two picks on the season. His passer rating and his QBRs, it's it's crazy. I don't even want to go off of those numbers. It's just insane. That's my favorite quarterback in, in college ball. That offense is putting up 569.4 yards a game, 446 passing, 123 yards rushing. The defense is only giving up 365, 243 yards passing, 121.6 yards rushing. This is going to be a chess matchup. This is going to be a dog fight. Yes, sir. I'm trying to tell you. This is the game I can't wait to happen. I'm going to be watching this game heavy. Mm. You know how I like I was mentioning Oregon? They haven't, they only had one game where they didn't score 40. You say the same thing for Washington. They only had one game where they didn't score 40 or more. 59 against Cal, 41 against Michigan State on the road. 43 against Tulsa, eh. 56 against Boise, eh. They did what they were supposed to do. They handled business. They only put up 31 against Arizona. It's cool. Bo Nix. You've been balling too, my brother. Yes, sir. The seniors. 6'2", 2017 yards out of Pinson, Alabama. You got 1,459 yards passing. 15 TDs, 1 INT, 86, 82.6 QBR, which is 13th in the nation. He has 84.6 completion percentage in the conference. 190.2 passer rating. 566 yards, seven touchdowns. 5 0 versus 5 0. Mm. Who do I think will win? Who will play better defense? I'm going to go with Washington because they're at home. I go. I would have went Oregon if they was at home. I'm going to just. And I wouldn't say safe pick. It's like it's like a 50-50, but it's not a confident. Like, like I don't know who. It could go, like, whoever wins, I'll be hyped for either, regardless. I just, Michael Penix Jr., I just feel like he's just going to be on fire. Fire today. Yes, sir. Mm. I, I feel for both of those defenses. I hope they're ready. Hope they got their cardio good because uh, they're going to be running today. Um, but I'm going to say Washington wins. It's going to be a fight. Dog fight. I'm going to say it's going to be like 47-44. Washington takes this game. Even though Oregon, they really don't give up those type of numbers. But this is conference stuff. Get everything else. Throw it out the window. This is for conference supremacy. This is to get you into that final four. This is a statement game right here. Everybody need to be watching this game. Oregon and Washington. I'm going to be tuning in. Yes, sir. Florida State versus Syracuse. Syracuse is 4-2. Florida State is 5-0. Oh. 
Jordan Travis, 1198 yards passing, 12 TDs, one INT. Y'all favored to win by 81.9% in the ESPN fan vote. I like it. I like it. I see y'all uh, could be doing some big things today. Yes, sir. Do I see Syracuse giving y'all a fight today? Syracuse was giving up points the last two weeks. 31 to Clemson, 40 to USC. I mean, UNC. They barely scored anything. I don't really need to say much about this game. Florida State. You're in the top four, brother. In the top four. You want to stay where you at? Win these games. Don't mess up. Don't start slipping up. Win this game this week. You got Duke coming into your stadium next week. Win that game. You, you face Wake Forest and you face Pitt on the road. You need these games. That's the next four. Starting today. You can be 8-0 or 9-0. Win those games. Florida State will never move out of that top four. They need to hold this. Just because they got other teams, like the one I just was talking about, might take their spot if they slip up somewhere. You got number one, Georgia facing Vanderbilt. No need to talk about this game. Seems like Georgia got a bunch of layups um, going down. They're going to smoke them on the road. They don't care if they're they on the road at home. Georgia's like... We just coming to put up points. I don't care who it is. You ain't you ain't mess with us. It's gonna be a lot to a little. The next game, Michigan, the number two team in the nation, plays Indiana. They're two and three on the season. Michigan's undefeated, six and zero. It's gonna be a lot to a little. JJ McCarthy should have a good game in in this one. Ninety six point five ESPN vote. Blake Quam. That's 494 yards rushing on the season. 10 touchdowns. You know, they, they scored 40-plus in the last two weeks, giving up maybe, what, eight points? Yeah, it's about to get ugly Indiana today. Um, Ohio State, number three team in the nation, playing uh, Purdue. Mm, sorry, Purdue. Not today. Not today. Nope. Kyle McCord coming in there with 1,375 yards, passing 18 days. What back. Marvin Harrison Jr. He got 25 receptions, 499 yards, four touchdowns. He's going to keep that going. A lot to a little. That's your top four teams right there. The one I just, I hope, don't slip up is Florida State. Don't slip up. Yeah, number 11, Alabama versus Arkansas. Should be a good, easy game for Alabama. I don't see any issues with them messing up or slipping up. If they don't blow them out, they should at least beat them convincingly. Um, I know they're favored about the win a lot, so I got Alabama to win this game. Got Rutgers and Michigan State. Michigan State don't look like the old Michigan State. Rutgers will take this game. Uh, we got Utah and Cal, four and one Utah, number sixteen is in the nation. I see them beating Cal, conference foe. See them getting this big W as they go forward, because they got some crucial games coming up in the next couple weeks, especially the one where they play USC next week in the Coliseum. So, and then they play Oregon after that. So they need these wins. They need these wins. Yes, they do. We got that Penn State Nittany Lions facing Massachusetts. That's going to be a lot to a little. I mean, it's going to be ugly, ugly. That game going to be ugly. Like, it's it's going to get ridiculous. Drew Alar, 1,093 yards massing. Nine touchdowns, no picks. 74.7 QBR on the season. I, I said this all season. I'm going to keep saying it. 
when you have no blemishes and you're not the reason there's messing up and losing, everything goes fine. I got Penn State, you know, a lot to a little. I got Tennessee and Texas A&M. Number 19, Tennessee. 4-1-2 versus 4-1-1, huh? Mm. Milton. This is this is your game right here, buddy. Take this one. It's gonna be a tough one. I don't think it's gonna be no crazy scoring output. It's gonna be close. I'm gonna need y'all to take this game and take it very serious. Cause uh, Texas A&M is really not a team to be playing around with. Um, uh, I think it's Jalen Daniels. Is it Jaden Daniels? Jaden Daniels. There we go. LSU. Ah. 6'4", senior, 2010 pounds. Out of San Bernardino, California. He's 1,969 yards past the 19 touchdowns. Two INTs at 90 points. Come on, to kill me. Ah. Yes, sir. Facing that Auburn team. Three and two versus four and two. It's that conference stuff. As the next couple weeks, these conference games will start getting crazy. LSU, you need this game. You do. You need this game. Yes, sir. UCLA and Oregon State. Four and one versus five and one. Number eighteen versus number fifteen. This is gonna be a. This is gonna be a fight. This is gonna be a goodie today. This is gonna be a fight. Defensive game. I can see both offenses. It's going to be, they're going to try to get a feel, and they're going to try to see who can one-up the other. Because the last two weeks for Oregon State, they've had had an impressive one. They beat Utah in that stretch, you know. They they lost to Washington State um, three weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. It's going to be a good one, DJ. Usually... The guy I'm going to be watching. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to pick UCLA to win this game on the road. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's talk about some NBA stuff. Talk about what I've seen with my own eyes, you know. Seeing some teams really show out some guys, you know. The Suns' big three. Uh, they're getting their chemistry together. Um... Playing is playing together in certain certain games, getting a feel for each other. Uh, KD, Devin Booker, and uh, Bradley Bill. That's gonna be that team people need to be paying attention to. Phoenix Suns is gonna be a good team this year, ladies and gentlemen. Dangerous team. They healthy, healthy. Nasty. Filthy. I like. What the Suns have with their team, uh, pretty good team. Uh, that's gonna be hard to beat. Um, they're gonna be someone that's. They're gonna be putting up a lot of points. I'm just hoping that defense falls behind it, cause they did get Nurkic um, in in a trade with Dame. Uh, I'm hoping certain guys step up like Eric Gordon. You know, he brings some veteran leadership. He's been in the league 10 plus years. Um, Suns are going to go pretty far. They're going to be pretty good. Um, um, I see them going pretty far. I do. I like what the Phoenix Suns got. Another team I'm, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to. I'm going to get into more NBA coverage. I might get into someone in a special episode. Uh, either today or tomorrow. I like. I like. Uh, what is it? Where are they at? Where are they at? They ain't play. this week. No, they ain't play. Let me see. Let me see if they'll pop up. 
Let me see. Give me a second, folks. I'm be doing. I'm be doing a whole bunch of picks. I'm be doing like my. Come on. I'm freezing up. Anywho, whatever. This wants to freeze up on me. Have a little glitches, but. I like what the Celtics got with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, the goal with Drew Holiday is their point since they traded away Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. It's a team to watch out for. This is the year, and I've, I've never said this on any of my podcasts. I've said it on the Best Kept Secret with my boy G Lotto. Stick to the motto on IG. I've said the Suns have always been a team like I just... I like watching, but they need to step up, wake up. Like, it's no point. You got those two marquee guys, and y'all don't win titles. I like them. I'm going to get into some NBA coverage in a special episode. I'm going to do that probably tonight, special episode, talking about the NBA. Just solely NBA. I ain't going to talk about nothing else. But, um... Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all checking out my episodes and the podcast. I'm on TikTok at Dubs in the Boom 24, Snapchat at Young Dubs 26. Um, I am on Facebook. You can look up my like page at Dubs in the Building. IG at Dubs in the Building. Um, you, you can you can check me out on a bunch of stuff, man. Check me out on Apple Music, Apple, I mean not Apple Music, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can check me out on you can check me out on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yeah, there's a bunch of things you can check me out on, man. Just saying. Like I'm I'm trying to grow this platform, make it more unique. Like I said, like I'm gonna start getting into talking more wrestling. Cause sometimes I think I'll be slacking, I don't be talking about it enough. But I'm gonna start getting into that, talking about some wrestling. Uh put separate separate episodes out for those. Talk some NBA. It's gonna be a lot I'm gonna be talking about college basketball about to start up. Like it's 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 a lot, man. It's a lot. Um, but y'all, y'all keep staying, t- staying tuned and checking me out. Uh, like I said, I'm be, I'm be on top of it. I'm be everywhere. I'm be doing more episodes. So y'all keep watching and checking me out. It's your boy Dubs in the building. This is the twenty third episode. I thank y'all and y'all have yourself a good rest of your day. Thank you.